Welcome to another episode of Girlfriend Talks, the podcast that meets the need of every woman by bringing inspiration, affirmations, and information to enlighten you to the truth. I am your host, Gail Brown, your podcast girlfriend. Well, hello, ladies, my girlfriends. What is up? What is up? And gentlemen, if you're tuning in as well, what is up with you too? Now, listen, I know it's been a little while. I meant to upload a new episode on last week, but I did have some things going on. But nevertheless, I'm here, I'm back, and I am so glad about it. Now, with that being said, I hope everyone is having a good week so far. My week so far has been pretty good, but I will say on this past weekend that I received some information that left me a little shook, just a little. But you know what? I just begin to pray and I begin to proclaim out my mouth that God is good. God is faithful. God is holy. And you know, my spirits begin to lift and my faith begin to increase. You know, we have to be first responders. And what I mean by that is when we're met with challenges, our first response should be to call on God and even proclaim out our mouths that God is good, God is faithful, God is holy. I believe that when those words connect with our spirit, our faith will begin to increase. You know, God answers prayers. He does. But, you know, he may not answer them in the way that we would like, nor in the time that we would like, but God is faithful. He's faithful. And whatever you may be going through, sis, at this time in your life, just continue to trust God, continue to pray, and even proclaim out your mouth that God is good, God is faithful, God is holy, and know that you got this, sis, because God has you. Now, as I move on, make sure you subscribe to Girlfriend Talks if you haven't already by hitting that little follow button, as well as that notification bell that will alert you to any new episodes that I upload, as well as make sure you share Girlfriend Talks with family and friends. And you know, I would certainly appreciate that. Now, ladies, I'm moving on to the meat of our conversation Today, I am going to be sharing with you on the root of rejection. Now, I believe that this message is going to impact somebody in a big way. And the reason why I say that, y'all, is because I've been having some struggles, sis, (laughs) and trying to get this message out. But you know what? The devil doesn't win. I'm going on in the name of the Lord, trusting God to do what only he can do. But anyway, as I said... Today, I want to share with you on the root of rejection. Now, I know this is a subject that we all can relate to because you cannot and you will not get, you know, get through life without encountering rejection on some level. In fact, it's safe to say that rejection can have adverse effects in people's lives. Take Sue, for instance. Sue encountered rejection in her marriage for 10 years. And although not physical, the verbal and the emotional abuse she suffered by her husband left her with strong feelings of rejection. Now, her self-esteem was at an all-time low, mainly because she felt she could not change enough to be worthy of her husband's love. Because Sue didn't feel love for who she was, sadly, she said rejection had become her constant companion. And on top of that, In the last few years of her marriage, she spent a lot of time crying out to God for help, but she felt God had turned a deaf ear to her prayers, 
So she felt that she was not only not special to God, but rejected by God. Wow. Now that's serious. She felt rejected by God. Let me stop right here and ask a question. How many of you have ever felt rejected by God? Now, that's what the root of rejection does. It can cause us to view our Heavenly Father in a different light. Now, I will admit that there have been times I felt rejected by God, but the seed of my rejection for me was planted as a result of the physical and the sexual abuse I suffered as a child at the hands of my babysitters. And even after I received the Lord into my life, you know, I still suffered from this stronghold. And sadly, my perception of myself was distorted as a child and for some of my adult years too. Now, my relationship with God was affected and the way that I showed up in the world was affected. And I would cover up, you know, all this rejection by, you know, trying to make people laugh. And I had this false sense of confidence. But the truth was, I was in bondage, and I mean oppressive bondage. Now listen, maybe you are wrestling with the stronghold of rejection, much much like Sue and myself were. Somewhere in your life, the seed was planted, and as a result, you are wrestling with feelings of inadequacy and distorted perceptions. You may feel rejected not only by people, but God. You may feel as if God has forsaken you, but the truth is, God hears your prayers, sis. He loves and accepts us just as we are. You know, the root of rejection may be wreaking havoc in various areas of your life, but today is the day your journey to healing and deliverance begins. Now, it may not happen overnight, but if you are committed to your healing, it can happen. Now, I believe it was Joyce Myers, you know, in her book, In the Root of Rejection, she said that um, even as a born-again believer, she struggled for years with trying to please God in and of herself. In addition, she struggled to see herself through the eyes of God. She was suffering deeply from the root of rejection. Now, her perspective changed after she began healing through receiving a true revelation of God's love for her. You know, the more I have come to understand the root of rejection, I have come to believe it is a tactic that the enemy uses to lie about God's love for us and our self-worth. It is deception. Instead of accepting God's love and who he says we are, the enemy seeks to ensure that we reject it. Now think about this. The Bible says in Matthew 22 that the greatest commandment is to love the Lord with all our heart soul, and mind. And second is to love our neighbor as ourselves. But if we have a distorted perception of God's love, how can we receive and give the love he requires of us? This is why it's important that we recognize and combat this root of rejection. You know, I want to help point you to your healing and your deliverance today by gaining just a little bit more insight. Now, as I move on, the seed of rejection can begin with abuse, whether it's with um, it is physical, sexual or verbal, as well as adoption, abandonment, turmoil in the home, unfaithfulness in marriage, divorce, peer rejection, a termination on a job. And the list goes on. Now, when the seed is planted, its roots can show up as anger, anxiety, depression, jealousy, bitterness, self-sabotaging, 
overachieving, low self-esteem, and so much more. Tell me this, do any of these things I am about to mention resonate with you? If your answer is yes to at least half of these questions, you are most likely dealing with the root of rejection. Now, number one, do you receive a correction as a criticism and you become defensive? Do you feel left out of conversations or activities so you just observe and don't interact? Do you perceive the worst that people are talking about you, out to get you, or maybe don't like you? Do you... Do you become jealous and act indifferent towards someone because of their achievements or accomplishments? Do you feel rejected if people do not acknowledge, speak, or include you? Do you feel the need to transform in an effort to make people accept you? Do you live in fear of confronting people when necessary because you are afraid of rejection? And the last two, do you feel envious or worthless because you compare yourself to others for whatever reason, whether it be based on somebody's achievements, their possessions, abilities, or appearance? And last one, do you feel the need to prove yourself while at the same time feeling you can never measure up? Man, do any of these resonate with you? You know, I want you to understand this. There is spiritual warfare taking place in your mind, will, and emotions. Basically, it is the flesh and the spirit at war. But just remember, Ephesians 6 lets us know the wrestling match is not with flesh and blood, but spirits and principalities. You see, my belief is that the stronghold of rejection is the crossroads where our feelings and the truth of God's word intersect. Our feelings may say we are rejected, but the truth of God's word says we are accepted. And our acceptance may not be minimized by our sufferings, people's treatment of us, or what people may say about us, our mistakes, our shortcomings, any material possessions or achievements. Our acceptance is based on whose we are. We are because he is. Get this. If the enemy can cause you to place your identity somewhere other than in the hands of God, he can cause you to question not only who you are, but whose. Now, remember when Jesus in Matthew chapter four had just came off a 40 day fast and he was tempted by the enemy. Now, the devil, the tempter came to him and he said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. If you are the son of God throw yourself down off the highest uh, point of the temple. And lastly, he attempts to get Jesus to bow down and worship him. Now, in this passage, the devil attempts to get Jesus to question who and whose he is or was or was and is. (laughs) He said, if you are the son of God, implying that Jesus questioned his identity, But because Jesus was clear on who and whose he was, plus the word of God, he was able to resist the devil. You see, wherever you place your identity becomes your God. The Bible says that we should have no other God before God. So if you are attaching your identity to the pain of your past, people's treatment of you, what people say about you, fame, fortune, or whatever it may be, and allowing these things not only to dictate who you are, but your actions, then that has become your God. 
Now, this morning it came to me regarding the stronghold of rejection. Rejection can cause you to surrender to your feelings, your emotions, instead of the truth. Yes, what happened to you was painful. What was said about you was hurtful. But none of these things validate or speak to who or whose you are. In fact, if all these things were stripped away, what happened to you, what was said about you, guess what? You would still you would still be who God says you are, and that is a child of God, more than a conqueror, the apple of God's eye, the salt of the earth, the light of the world. All of who God says you are trumps anything that we have suffered at the hands and the mouths of others. Our identity isn't secure anyplace else but in the hands of God, its rightful owner. Listen, we are not alone. Jesus and several others in the Bible face rejection. Jesus said, if the world hates you, remember it hated me before it hated you. And Jesus was not only rejected by his peers and those he came to save, but he was rejected by his family. However, he did not allow rejection sting to detour him, but to direct him to the Father and to fulfilling his God-given purpose here on earth. Joseph was another one who was rejected in a big way by his brothers. After he shared his dream, his brothers hated him so much they plotted to kill him. Instead, they ended up selling him into slavery. Even after being thrown into a pit and sold into slavery, Joseph faced rejection again when he was falsely accused and sent to prison by his master, whom he had faithfully served. With all this rejection by man, Joseph wasn't rejected by God. The Lord was with Joseph, directing and pointing him into fulfilling the call of God on his life and for the greater good of his family. What the devil meant for evil, God was working for good. You know, think about this. What if you allowed all the times you were and are rejected to draw you closer to God and to direct you to fulfilling his purpose for your life? Instead of allowing it to detour you, you allowed it to direct you to relentlessly pursue God and your divine calling even more. What what it boils down to is both God and the enemy has a plan for rejection. God's ideal for rejection is to sometimes protect, but always to direct you to becoming more like him and to fulfill the call of God on your life. The enemy's ideal of rejection is always to kill, steal, and destroy. What if Jesus would have allowed all this rejection he faced to abort God's plan for his life? What if Joseph would have allowed the rejection that he endured from his brothers to keep him from helping them in their time of need? Exactly. Instead of pointing the people to God, it would have pointed them to the flesh and many lives would have been lost. That's what the root of rejection does. It robs you of your identity by taking your attention off God and placing it on self. So instead of allowing rejection sting to have you focusing on pain, choose to focus on the promise, the promises of God and his love and his acceptance for you. Now, as I close, if you have been battling with the root of rejection, seek God for healing. Be committed to your healing process. If that means seeking therapy, then so be it. God wants you to be set free. He wants you to walk in the freedom of who you are. For those who are interested in our seeking healing, 
I'm a Christian healing life coach and you are more than welcome to inbox me either on my Facebook page or uh, at Gailfriend, uh, oh, not Gailfriend Talks, but Gail Walker Brown or my Instagram page, Gailfriend Talks. Now allow me to coach you to healing. Listen, I'm here for you, sis. More importantly, God is here for you. Remember, I love you and you got this because God has you.